This is the Territory Story Podcast with Peter Gowers. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Hello there and welcome wherever you're listening. This is the Territory Story Podcast, the weekend edition and what we're calling News Bites. This is a little intro for you as to what we're going to be chatting about on the weekend edition with Chris Walsh from the NT Independent Online Newspaper. He's always working hard there at the NT Independent. So, Chris, welcome. Hey, Pete. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Feels a bit out of whack, you know, not a, not our normal time slot. But <laughs> yeah, it's daylight. Given it's so busy in the yeah, exactly. Given it's so busy and there's so much going on, I thought, uh, why don't we just do a little news bite segment once a week to whet people's appetite as to what's going on in the in the world of news in in the NT. Yeah, sounds good. What a great day uh, for this to be the first edition of the news bites. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got some. We've got a big story up here that I encourage people to read, and I think we'll talk about it more in more detail on the weekend. But um, yeah, look, today we've got uh, well, we've got our hands on the unredacted um, Pollock Proctor report. And now, mm-hmm. this is the stuff that we've reported before back in September, um, and some very troubling findings in there about how the police went about their investigation into, you know, the criminal investigation into Zach Rolf. Uh, but a lot of that was redacted. And remember that uh, Jamie Chalker had hid this document. Like, there's no contention around that. They actually tried to get a suppression order in June 2021. So that we couldn't say that Jamie Chalker hid this from the defense team, but he did, in fact, <laughs> hide it from the defense team. And uh, they found out about it. They had to put subpoenas in to try and get these reports by Superintendent Scott Pollock and Commander David Proctor. Uh, so what they ended up getting was a redacted version. And that's what we've known for the last year and a half. We've now been able to obtain the unredacted Mm. version and uh yeah wow. it's even more troubling findings in that and even more well look yeah essentially what what the previous redactions lifted now it shows that the detectives building the murder case against rolf ignored legal advice from the office of the director of public prosecutions in their pursuit to lay a murder charge so i mean i, I can't think of anything more serious than that now excerpts mm. from this report that were previously redacted have raised serious questions about the integrity of the police's investigation, the office of the DPP, and even Coroner Elizabeth Armitage's ongoing inquest into the death of Kumanjai Walker. Um, like I said, I, I think people need to read this story because, you know, there was there were issues here that haven't um, been addressed uh, to date in the inquest, and the inquest is nearly done. Now, they've had um, senior figures who were involved in this report, who were mentioned in this report, already provide evidence, and they weren't asked about any of this stuff. Um, so we've gone to counsel assistant Peggy Dwyer and said, why not? And she hasn't responded. Well, she just refused to answer our questions, essentially. They did send a, a message, but they're not going to respond. Now, what we also know here is that um, from previous reports that we had, uh, that the critical information was suppressed under claims of legal professional privilege by Chalker. Um, what what this shows now, and that that's been lifted, it shows that senior police investigators collected evidence from use of force experts contrary to the advice provided them by the DPP, and the critical decisions about the investigation were made by senior officers outside of official joint management committee meetings and not recorded recorded in accordance with proper procedures. The unredacted report also shows that Chalker's office directly influenced the critical decision 
to use a compromised use of force expert against legal advice, adding further evidence of Chalker's involvement, despite his repeat, repeated claims he was not involved in the murder investigation. Wow. So you have his chief of staff going and telling them, well, can't get it. we can't get anybody else. So you're going to have to use this guy, Andrew Barham, who yeah. was, um, you know, they had found that there were a lot of issues there, conflicts of interest, that he wasn't qualified for this. The DPP said he wasn't qualified. Don't use him. We need somebody independent, somebody from interstate, get somebody else. And they just ignored that. And they didn't do that. And so now yeah. we have evidence of that. So, yeah, give that one a read when you get a chance, because it's a uh, uh, Pretty troubling stuff, and we're going to have some more followed from this uh, before we talk tomorrow or on the weekend, too. So. One question, and as you said, we will talk in more detail on the weekend edition, but um, were you surprised to get your hands on the fully redacted version? <laughs> I knew it would come eventually, but you know, I was pretty right. confident of that. So, yeah. yeah, it was good to get it, to see it. I mean, it was all contained. Most of, most of what was redacted was under a section called investigation bias. So yeah, we kind of yeah, right. knew that there was going to be some more stuff in there that shows that the, okay. this investigation wasn't done properly. And look, what it essentially comes down to, just to sum it up, is that they didn't have the evidence that they needed to pursue this murder charge. So they did right. things to make that evidence, and including with the international expert that they brought in and that they paid over a hundred grand to, and then they they altered, they edited his report to go along with the yeah. narrative. Then they had another guy right there who was saying the same thing, and they both actually used the same words. So, yeah, it's really troubling because this could have happened to anybody. And I know people sometimes maybe some people don't like Rolf, um, you know, this, but this gets to the heart of our justice system and the fact that, you know, when they're perverting the courts of justice and not showing all evidence in, the, in an effort to get a conviction um, of somebody who, who isn't guilty of the crime, that's so disturbing for our yeah. democracy overall. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting story. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to that, uh, talking about that further with you. Now, something I wanted to have a brief chat about, amongst any other headlines you've got for us, is um, would would we be using the word backflip this week with regards to the Wales <laughs> <laughs> government and their situation uh, in Alice? Yeah, there, there's no other, there's no <laughs> other phrase I mean, to describe seriously. it. Well, look, I guess the uh, the cost or the price of uh, a quarter of a billion dollars. We've seen Natasha Files just throw her labor values out the window here. Yeah. I mean, here we have for months uh, since June when they when the Stronger Futures legislation lifted, and we got to stop calling it that. It was the alcohol bans lifted she said no it's race-based policy we won't go back to that yeah and even yeah. saying that after meeting with the prime minister when he came up to alice for crisis talks uh now yeah. all of a sudden she's she has backflipped and she's introducing race-based policy here but yeah, you yeah. know like i mean let's be honest the bdr is race-based policy as well like yeah yeah you know yeah. it's 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 ridiculous but anyway they want to hold on and play games with their quote-unquote labor values but here it is now. The troubling thing for me too. So you're going to do that now. What what she said on Monday was that you're going to get the alcohol bans back until alcohol management plans can be developed for particular communities, and then they're going to vote yeah. on whether or not that they want to opt out. Now, this was something that she's been criticized for by everybody since last year. Was that why wouldn't you have the opt out? Why was it yeah. opt in? It should have been opt out. And and there just wasn't the money put there. There was no planning for what the follow would was going to be for that. We've now seen it, um, yes. and you see the alcohol abuse and and all that stuffs through the roof. The numbers. So look, yeah. So she she finally says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We'll bring back in the bands, and the feds are going to give us a quarter of a billion dollars. Now, yeah. I warned. It's <laughs> an age 
<laughs> well, yeah, and that's it. Some people are saying, well, it's not needs-based, but, you know, they, they have six main uh, uh, topics here that they're looking to spend that money on. Creating jobs is one of them and um, providing those social services. So um, the, the, the danger here, the risk, is that you're giving it to this government, the NT government, who has shown that they've mismanaged and misappropriated money yeah. meant for indigenous disadvantaged before. And we did a whole analysis piece on that. Uh, those are last week. So, um, yeah, I'm concerned that, and I, and I think a lot of other people and, and people on the ground there now it springs that that money, a lot, a lot of it's maybe not going to get to where it should go. And to just hand it over is, it's just irresponsible of the federal government to just give it to them with no strings attached again and say, here, spend it in these key areas. But you know, yeah. who's going to be monitoring that to ensure that it happens. Yeah, it's unfathomable, really, in some regards, but uh, we'll talk further about that on the weekend edition and we'll drill down more and what that's likely to mean overall. Any other stories, Chris, that you're working on we should know about? Uh, yeah, look, that one's been been really uh, taken over everything here <laughs> this week. Um, I bet. And then we've, we've had that, uh, that unredacted report, but yeah, certainly we've got some other things, uh, police talking about uh, ammunition limits. <laughs> for shooters um yep. and that's been contentious i guess here uh yeah um we've also got some other stuff about nursing shortages in alice springs and how serious that is down there so um yeah we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about as always be sounds good mate well i don't want to take up any more of your time because you need to finish those stories and uh i'll catch you on the weekend edition excellent sounds good that was Chris Walsh from the NT Independent online newspaper. We'll do Weekends with Walshy Saturday morning. You can pick that up on all your favourite podcasting platforms or go to territorystory.com and uh, a lot more we'll talk about, including the much sought-after Job of the Week. We'll catch you then on the Territory Story Weekend Edition. You've been listening to the Territory Story Podcast with Leon Logan-Nathan and Peter Gowers. For more episodes, search Territory Story Podcast on all leading podcasting platforms or go to TerritoryStory.com. The Territory Story Podcast, thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.